Our Kumukokua series is our talk story series with uh, various experts in town because uh, we want to bring you answers to yes. your big questions. And you know what? Uh, thank goodness for Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. He has agreed to do weekly updates with us now yeah. uh, in this Kumukokua series. So right now, doing the proper social distancing thing, <laughs> uh, I believe he is calling from home. We have right now Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. Hey! Hello, sir! Thank you. Yeah, I came into the office, but yes, away from the, sadly away from the station and all that positive energy. But here I am, and I'm glad to be with you. Thank you so much. Hey, can you uh, update us on what are the latest priorities? Because you are the healthcare liaison uh, for coronavirus uh, response here in the state. Can you tell us what are what what are you most concerned about, and uh, what are the highest priorities right now? Yes, absolutely. So the highest priority remains uh, a complete commitment to isolating at home. Mm-hmm. We are now day eight of that, and that is what's working. Isolating at home, home quarantine as best we can will will save us. And then the social distancing, if we have to be out and about getting groceries, I now recommend very strongly that people wear at least a basic cloth mask or a mask otherwise if you're out uh, in a group. If you're out mm-hmm. walking or, or jogging and not with anybody, you don't need to. And then finally, we're preparing large-scale uh kind of uh, ramp up on some facilities to make sure if we have any extra need uh, for our ventilators, I'll go over all those numbers with you, and also uh, a homeless approach so that if homeless individuals are, are sick, we can isolate them in a private room at a, at a facility, not a shelter really, uh, and great partnership going on there with the state and IHS and, and uh, harm reduction Hawaii and so on. So those are the big things. And then okay. finally, testing, testing, testing around positive cases. Mm, okay, okay. Do you feel like the numbers that we're seeing, because, you know, every day for the last few days, we've seen spikes of in the 20s and 30s in the numbers of cases. Do you feel like the stay-at-home thing is doing what it's supposed to do? Like, are the numbers flattening in the way that you would like to see? Yes. So, the, you know, of course, it's day over day, and we only have about four days' worth of data, but... On the 30th, we were at 204 cases. On the 31st, we were at 224. On the 1st, we went to 253. And then 2nd, uh, we went to 285. I'll get the new numbers very soon for today. Mm-hmm. What you have to realize is, is, so yesterday we had 27 cases, but about 10 of those new cases came in, those counted cases, came in from over the course of 10 days before because we have a lag time. Mm. We're now getting to the point where it's just a couple days. As of yesterday, we had 2,378 tests still outstanding out of the 10,000 because there was some delay coming back from the mainland. So if we look at that, I'm adjusting for all the variables, Mm -hmm. not just the lockdown, but also the tests that were kind of in the queue. It is working. But I want to be cautious about saying that because when I said that we could see an 8 or 15% or 43% increase if we ignored the Mm -hmm. quarantine, we're not seeing that. But we have these are the big days this next four or five days up until i'd say the sixth maybe the seventh will tell me pretty much everything about whether our curve is good or whether we should be scared Mm. are we seeing community spread i know we've talked a lot about that minimal we're seeing minimal community spread that we've confirmed uh obviously every any case now is community spread because we have so few people flying in that it's not you know we had 120 people down from about 28,000 visitors, right? Mm-hmm. Typically, we have had yesterday 28,000 people fly in on an average day in, in April. We had 120 come in, and those people went immediately into 14-day quarantine. Uh, we did, of course, have 119 crew, and they also go into 
their home quarantine. So everyone is in lockdown and are there, is there leakage? Of course, a small amount. And I also think we should further restrict the, the exempted people to travel. Mm-hmm. It should only be for healthcare, food, and then stuff that we have to have. Like if a pipe goes broken, if uh, a car is blocking a highway for EMS, that kind of stuff, sure. But we should be doing as little as possible. And just for a couple weeks, guys, we're, we're here now on April 3rd. Mm-hmm. Get us to April 30th with shutdown, and then we will see that we've beaten it. So that's what we really have to do. And I don't want to give anyone false hope, but that's the way we win. Got it. Got it. You know, you said something kind of interesting there where we are seeing that trickling down. Like now we have so few visitors coming in. And uh, some of our Kumu listeners are actually asking about this. You know, uh, we have been reporting about that letter that uh, Mayor Kirk Caldwell initiated and a couple of the county mayors joined in asking President Trump to stop all non-essential travel into the state. And um, I think the, uh, the response from the White House was that uh, that direction actually has to come from the state that Governor Ige would need to to make that request of the president. Is it your sense that uh, Governor Ige and you will support the mayor's letter? I would not be surprised. Look, I just I just want to be clear. I asked for that on April 18th. Mm. I don't know why all of a sudden Mr. Caldwell is chattering about it oh. yesterday. I, I mean, <laughs> on the 18th, I put that out to the world, and I think 300,000 Hawaii residents saw me ask for that. Mm-hmm. So that is absolutely what we should do, and and... It's fine, and, and, and the governor, by doing the lockdown, has achieved that, essentially. The 128 visitors that came down is such a tiny, tiny fraction that, honestly, the mayor's looking for a little bit of love out there, and that's fine because he's really working hard. But that, that kind of letter, I don't want it to distract the governor. We have achieved that by mm. locking it down. There mm. are a couple people coming in, and, I look, I'd like it to be zero, too. In fact... We're asking homeless people, we're sending them back if they were somehow put on a plane yeah, and I came saw here story. to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I think that was grandstanding. And, and I do leave it to the governor to communicate with the president because I did that once on the cruise ships and everyone got upset. Mm. Um, so uh, it's okay. The, the gov is, is being serious about this, and I'm sure he and Kirk talk plenty. So the mayor should probably just call the governor and ask him to do that if that's what he wants. <laughs> okay, got it, got it. Um, yes. You got to, do you have some time for some of our uh, listeners' questions? Of course. Okay, all right. I love uh, it. All right. <laughs> all right, absolutely. Uh, Joe in Waipahu is asking about, you know, we're hearing about these blood antibodies, a quick test. Because um, right yep. now I know we're doing the swab tests, um, and those take a while to uh, uh, be uh, determined. Um, are, he's asking, are we going to get the blood antibodies test, the quick test, here in Hawaii? Because you've been yes, saying testing, testing, testing. Meeting. Yeah. I'm meeting with the experts, the international experts, at 8 this morning, right after I get off the phone with you. And I'm working with Senator Schatz's team and others. What I'm going to uh, push for very heavily is as we reopen the mm-hmm. state, we do antibody testing and we ask people to come in with a, with a test within 48 hours that they've tested negative so that if someone comes in, I, I hate to be, I'm not trying to be clever about this, but like we have with our rabies test, when people bring their dogs in, mm-hmm. we, we know they don't have rabies because we do a, a thorough process. Well, in this case, an antibody test can be very helpful as could a rapid test from Abbott or something like that to guarantee as we take the lid off of, the, the lockdown that people are negative. We do not want to see a spike. What, what my, my personal approach to this whole thing, which is in large part the state's approach, mm-hmm. is 
we lock it down. We open up the we open up tourism and the economy slowly with safety measures like this test, like the rapid test for antibodies, mm-hmm. and then we get to a, an immunization uh, vaccination probably sometime in October. So we get there, University of Pittsburgh, my old alma mater actually, where I did my residency for medical training, uh, is doing the is doing the vaccination research, and I think they're going to get there first. So. That's how we'll do it. And those tests, you test first with a blood stick. You stick, uh, prick the, pin- uh, the finger, just like if you're diabetic. A couple drops. And you can see what the antibodies for short-term and longer-term exposure are to the virus, mm. whether you had it. And that would tell us that someone's immune. Okay. And you think we're going to get that yep. by around when? Well, we're actually already, some of the private guys are already using it here, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that that will be widely FDA approved or authorized. They're using different language these days. My hope, what I'm aiming for is April 20th that we're doing them as a trial Mm -hmm. for people entering the state. This tiny trickle of people, this will be, I intend to use those people as opposed to just blindly trying to hit them with an axe. I think we instead test their blood, see if they're coming in. Obviously, they're going to still home isolate, but that way we can see if the system works and gradually get ourselves into a plan where we can bring people in safely, start opening hotels, restaurants, and so on. Okay. And it's Kumu Kokua. Mm -hmm. We are back here with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. Got some questions for you, Lieutenant Governor. Is that cool? You bet. All right. right. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. All right. So one of our Kumu listeners, Elena in Kapolei, is asking for some clarification about that uh, the news that has been reported about how the virus can be carried not just through sneezes and coughs, but also through just talking and breathing. Like, how common is that? Is that even true? Well, coughing and breathing are just extensions of coughs, actually. It's mm-hmm. just a less, uh, less exuberant volume of air comes, comes out. So when you cough, you're coughing up air that's all the way deep in, deep in the bronchial tubes from deeper in the lungs. Mm-hmm. And when you breathe, it's more from kind of the upper trachea, the upper airway, but some virus does come back up. And so if you're a close talker, like some people that torture me at the Capitol and get in your face talking, they could infect you. And then also, sure, if someone's breathing heavy in your face, um, even if you're not making out, that'll that'll be a risk. But you gotta just keep your distance. It's the six feet rule. If, if people have a mask on, it's very good. Even a surgical mask, six feet. If they don't have a mask at all, keep them 20 feet away and just, you know, just understand that there could be a little bit of transmission risk because of proximity from that breathing right in someone's face. Did you just say 20 feet away? Well, if you're not wearing a mask. Away, oh. You've got no mask at all and okay. you guys are worried, then you're guaranteed. The technical distance is six feet for yes. social distancing, but uh-huh. because people are breathing and, and right in your face and it's hard, you know, it's really hard not to lean in or six feet become three feet for a couple minutes. Sure. It, if someone's got a mask on, you're really good, and then you don't have to worry. And mm-hmm. I'm just even talking one of the basic masks. Then that breathing issue is a non-issue, or the um, you know the one quick little cough non-issue. So that's why I'm recommending just a simple surgical mask if you have it, uh, if you're going to be in closer proximity. Mm. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, another one of our listeners, uh, Francis in Pearl City, is asking about if uh, what what's the latest on large scale preparations? Should we encounter you know um, a, a, a dramatic rise in cases? He is asking about involvement of the military and um, uh, kind of like uh, field hospitals that we're seeing uh, crop up in New York. Um, are we planning for that kind of large-scale uh, cases here? Yes, we are. Oh, we, okay. we have those plans that we can implement uh, within a 24-hour notice. Mm-hmm. So General Har is absolutely on top of this, and he's, he's doing a top-notch job. So that is a, that's a capability that we have at our fingertips. We also are using FEMA to give us a recommendation to ramp up a second, rather, I'm sorry, a, um, an alternate facility which would likely be used, likely be used to decompress the hospitals once people are starting to get better after mm-hmm. having a crisis, where we could at least provide oxygen and kind of just a small amount of nursing support in a, a less intensive setting, so that the entirety of our major hospitals like Queens, Castle, uh, Straub, could be fully devoted uh, and expanding their capacity for people who are really sick. Mm. So yeah, we got both those things going, and I don't want people to worry that. A lot of the planning that's going on each day is on that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. Lieutenant Governor, uh, there's been a lot of uh, talk about uh, test kits and also masks. Uh, are, are we getting some help from the feds for that, or are we still sort of scrambling? Because uh, I saw a story yesterday about New York paying 16 times what they would normally pay for equipment and stuff like that, and that just sounds crazy. Yeah, and we've also heard uh, and read some stories about how the, uh, the national... Um, sort of that 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 amount that they had been holding in uh, for yeah. the states is not moving, and I, I don't know. Are we? Do we have coming what we're supposed to have coming? Yeah. I guess it's the bottom line. We do. I, in fact, I went and personally inspected our stockpile from the, both the federal stockpile and okay. also from the two or three other channels, and so we have a pretty good supply now. Uh, one of our main hospitals has a 21-day supply at the regular burn rate. Again, guys, please stay at home. Please shelter in place because. You're doing a good job keeping the burn through the personal protective equipment very steady, and we don't want to see a big spike in that. Mm. But we do mm-hmm. have the stockpile here. We keep it in some secret secret stores because uh, there has been some some looting in certain states, and there's been some black market work, of course, which is terrible. So mm. we'll bust any of those people that do that kind of terrible thing. But we do have a good supply coming in. It's always a challenge because one hospital's good day could be someone else's day on the edge. Mm-hmm. So that's why we coordinate everything through the Healthcare Association of Hawaii. And we also set up a more streamlined uh, set of communications right at the, uh, the central command so that if people know exactly where to call if they need it. A challenge remains, however, that private practice offices are not big hospitals. The big hospitals are there for ventilators and making sure that we use a lot of PPE, the big masks and so on. The private offices need just enough to take care of people's basic health care needs, but they can't obviously be taking much, much more out of the supply because they're not going to do ventilation or, or intubation, and, and hopefully nobody's going to get too exposed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a, it's a balancing act, but we are ramping it up. we got 20% of our ask, and they expect to give it to us in increments through uh, over a six-month period. So the first three months are more intense and then by then it'll actually lighten up because the rest of the world won't need it. Hopefully. Lieutenant Governor, also uh, one other question I had, um, you know, people are getting tickets now for sort of being out, like if a whole family is out shopping or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any recommendations for people? If you have to go out to the store, 
do you designate one person in your family and say, okay, you're the one who's got to go, and then everybody else stays in the house? Uh, do you take turns? Is there something that people are saying for that or some guideline that people should have for that? If you can do it with just one person going, that's better. Again, less exposure, the better. That's the way to approach this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, So maybe someone else can drive with you if you'd like, and they can just let you out of the car and and keep you company in the family. Mm-hmm. But if only one person goes into the store, it's much, much uh, preferred because, you know, having two people go in from each family means, uh, you know, just a increasing full, the risk, yeah. 100% more, right? Yeah. And so I wouldn't do that if you can help it. Yeah. What I'd like to see people do is really spread it out. Better to do extra shopping less often and, and you'll have less exposure for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then do you come home and immediately burn all your clothes? <laughs> That's actually the person. And take I mean, a bath, or I mean, how my, does that work? In, right? in my house, we're not necessarily burning clothes, but that, but but anybody goes out anywhere. The the procedure is you strip down all that clothes that goes straight into the wash. Mm-hmm. You go. I'm like, you get in the shower right now. You know. Am I being extreme? Like, is that is that what you recommend? It's a little extreme. I mean, definitely <laughs> go wash your face and hands. Yes. And mm-hmm. and if and if people feel better about it, yes, yeah, sure, of course, toss your clothes in the washer dryer and and put on you know, put on your, your favorite shirt and shorts. That, that's probably what will give people peace of mind, but I wouldn't overly worry about that. Okay. It's just really important that you wash your face and hands. It's just not nice not to wash your hands. Oh, sure. No. Oh, sure. No. Um, since we're talking about people who have been out and about, um, are you hearing about violations? Because some of our listeners have been telling us about this, um, uh, seeing parties on uh, the west side and also around town, some businesses that are not essential still operating. I think this was mentioned uh, in the news conferences yesterday as well. Um, do you feel that uh, there needs to be more enforcement? Can we expect to see more enforcement coming down or maybe a change uh, in the up to one year $5,000 kind of a fine um, uh, uh, sort of a penalty? Well, I think that will stay the standard because we're really just giving people minor tickets right now mm-hmm. and I, at this point, no one's going to face a full $5,000 fine, but we can ramp that up and the judges will get more serious about it if if there's widespread um, you know, resistance to following that rule and I think you are going to see some extra uh, support from law enforcement or even military, some mm-hmm. minor support, we'll see. And so it's just very important that people get the straightforward message, shelter in place, at home, except for absolute necessity, and that's getting food and healthcare. Everything else, you, wait guys, we're, we're already 10% through the month of April, right? It's gonna go fast, mm-hmm. it will. Watch terrible movies, hang out <laughs> with your loved ones, play cards, and don't go outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Any recommendations for things that people can go see? I mean, not that you have any time to watch anything, but you see any movies uh, lately? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Go back and watch all of Breaking Bad. Go back and watch all of Walking Dead. Go back. Well, maybe don't go watch Walking Dead. That's a little scary. <laughs> <for the laughs> <purpose>. <laughs> like, but go back, so go back and watch you know, yeah, anything you can that you haven't caught up on. Pick a show, pick <laughs> Homeland or something like that, and watch seven seasons of it you'll get through a couple days and that will keep you at home riveted to your tv but that do a little work on your um you know do do some gentle walks don't get near people just with your family my family and i go for an evening walk usually uh just together to you know to be to get a little exercise that kind of thing is really good as long as you're not getting within you know six feet of other people it's mm-hmm. terrific oh wait so, yeah see, 
You said, it's yeah. a, if I could just ask, because you, you said something real quickly earlier, and I just want to clarify this. So if people are going walking outdoors now, it's been said earlier that people should wear masks when they are out and about in public. But were you saying earlier that if you are just taking a simple walk far away from other people or you are going for a run or whatever it is, you don't need to wear a mask? You, yes. If you're not within six or six feet or so of anybody else on your walk, yeah. you're not going to put them at extra risk. Okay. So, okay. You, you know, if, if you could tolerate a, if you could tolerate that light surgical mask, sure, you have even less risk. But as long as you're six feet away from people and you're not standing near them for a length of time, you're not gonna you're not gonna spread it. Okay. And so you have to balance a little bit of just peace of mind and and. There has to be a little bit of normalcy in this whole process because we don't want people starting to have depression and and major anxiety attacks. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what will happen if people spend too much time away from anything normal. Okay, got it. Got it. All about balance there. Yes, All right. indeed. Yeah. Okay. Lieutenant well, we Governor. packed a lot of information in that uh, <laughs> half an hour we spot did. with you, Lieutenant Governor. Thank you so much yeah. for spending the time with us. We look forward to talking to you every, every Friday, I believe, right? Yes, that is. I think that's the arrangement. And, uh, yes. It, it's really a great pleasure. Thank you for encouraging people to stay at home and adhere to the rules. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, helping us with Kumu Kukua. We'll talk to you again soon. My pleasure. Take care.